Good morning. It's 9.30 a.m. and I'm here. I'm awake. I'm caffeinated and I have a microphone in front of me. I finally got a cord. Well, my boyfriend got me a cord because he's amazing and he's just amazing. Whenever I say I need something and like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I need to buy this or I need to get this or I need to do this thing. And like it'll just my natural time cycle for things. It'll take me like a week or two weeks to remember that I had said something and that I needed something and then I'll go get it. You know, but my boyfriend's just like, he hears that and then he just orders it off Amazon for me. He's wonderful. Um, So here I am and I have this microphone and I want to do more podcasts. I have a different podcast called Tracy's Ocean of Notions where I talk to my friends mostly. I still do solo podcasts on there, but um, you know, the purpose of it is to basically force my friends to talk to me because, um, I mean, it is a challenge. I get it. You know, sometimes it's awkward to have like a really long conversation. It's just not what we're used to, which is pretty sad, but it's what I mean is if you're having drinks with somebody and, or you're watching a movie with somebody and you know, like, yeah, that's, that's quality time together. And, um, not that all quality time has to be completely intimate, but like I really like sitting there and just like talking and just you're either talking or you're listening. You know, you're, you don't have, you don't get to look down at your drink and like, you know, yeah, you'll have a water or something, but you don't get to like look at the screen or you don't, you know, like you don't get to, to fill the spaces with stuff and with distraction. Um, So that's why I like the podcast and I need to do that more. I've been off it and not doing it because of COVID. And I, you know, question like just how smart that would be to like, um, because you guys know the aerosol droplets. It sounds like such a, I don't know, like this is uh, why I'm glad I am in college is because critical thinking is not. I don't think it's intuitive. And when I say stuff like aerosol droplets, how is somebody who doesn't know about, you know, reliable sources or whatever, how are they supposed to separate like the conspiracy, like pseudoscience from, you know, real informed stuff? Because even the CDC, like, is not perfect and the cdc hid information until the new york times sued them for information about um like um racial and ethnicity statistics on who was getting coronavirus and all this stuff so you know like it is hard and and it's just something where like i'm really glad i went to college because i think that's really the thing that you learn or i mean i'm still in college and i'll get to that um but like about my classes and stuff but like you know it's it's not easy and it's not intuitive and I feel like that's you know I I I always whenever I hear some stupid shit catching on as far as like political I don't know like anything anything where it's like why are people why do people believe this how could people like you know you just need to sit down and think for one minute, two minutes, and you will you will reach the logical dead end that is this conclusion of fucking nothing that's being, you know, like, I'm talking about Donald Trump, of course, but like, you know, and, and, and I get to that, like, 
it's so frustrating when I start to think like that because I'm like, how could people just believe that? It makes no fucking sense. And like, I'm not even saying that. And okay. Okay. So then, so then I get to the, the frustration and then I work through the frustration and then I'm like, oh yeah, there's people who, you know, they're, they've, I'm not saying they're, they're not smart or anything like that. I'm just saying they did not use their energy to do the work of figuring out critical thinking and reliable sources, whatever. Like maybe they didn't study, um, maybe they didn't go to college or maybe they just, they did go to college. They didn't study a science or, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm just saying like they just didn't use their energy to do that work specifically and that's okay. But it's really not okay because we cannot have people going around spreading misinformation the way that they are right now in the name of free speech. It's really um, frightening, honestly. <clears throat> but then again, you know, what's the alternative? Are we going to not allow people free speech? You know what I'm saying? So, no. But anyway, it's just um, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, <laughs> you know. But what really boggles my mind and what I really, really don't get is people who are college educated, more educated than I am, um, and will ever be, and people who are very highly experts in, in their fields or whatever with flawed ass opinions on shit. And it's like, I'm, there's no way for me to understand that. Besides, maybe they're corrupt and they're, you know, like they have some personal interest in saying what they're saying and knowing that it's not right. Or, they're working through some severe like mental shit where like they're in constant denial or there's some shit going on or it's like religious shit or what, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can think of. And it's like really sad because, okay, like I know everybody suffers, but I don't think it's fair. And I think, you know, if there is a hell, you're still going to hell. If you're causing other people to suffer knowingly, like even if you're, 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 you're working through shit on your own, you know, like everybody's, so, you know everybody's allowed to suffer and everybody's allowed to like be angry or upset or whatever like suffering is relative and um you know pain is relative and I'm not you know if you grew up in a first world country and you've you know you've never been hungry you've never been poor whatever you still deserve to feel sad because everybody feels sad that's human nature right um but like if you're using your sadness and you're like really like creating destructive shit in the world and you're making other people suffer because you're suffering, boom, I still think you're going to hell or wherever, you know, if hell exists, you're still going there. I don't think that's an excuse, period. Okay. And so whoop, 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 this ties into me. <laughs> of course, everything ties to me. Um, and my business and why I feel like I've been stalling as fuck on the business because not like I know I'm going to be successful or anything, like not like I know that, but in the chance that I am successful, I want to handle it correctly. I don't want to be somebody who's over here, you know, making ignorant decisions when I know I could have prevented it by doing, by slowing a little bit down and doing a little bit of research on 
like ethics and stuff, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is I'm fine making business mistakes and failures. Like I'm cool with that, but I am not okay with making ethics mistakes and failures as much, you know? I mean, it might still happen and I'm, I'm always going to be open to learning and everything like, but I feel like, you know, me, I'm putting myself in a position where I know I want to grow as a business. I want to plan for success. Um, and part of that plan for success, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to fuck up along the way. I don't want to fuck up in my work with other people. And I think what really, um, so on the realistic front, yes, I started a school. I have less time to do the business, but you know, if I, I think if I have already, if I had already worked through the whole ethics thing, um, then I think I would be spending less time in school doing the business more, but I've been more in my head about the business because, um, yeah, I want to, I want to know what I'm doing in, in that way, as far as business ethics goes, because, um, I was starting to work with some people and I was starting to allow them to work for free and to, you know, with kind of um, the assumption that they would have a spot in the company if it grew. And then it was like, I don't know if I would want this person to be a paid, to be in a paid position for the company, but I kept letting them do the work for free for me. Um, so I started to feel a little bit shitty about that. And I was like, I don't know if that's right, you know, because, and I didn't really know how to communicate to the person that I'm, I, with the current work that they're doing, I wouldn't want them to have a paid position at the company. And I didn't want them to just cut it off because, I mean, I guess I kind of tried to bring it up, but then they were just like, I need the experience anyway, and it'll help build my portfolio. So then I was just like, okay, well, I'll just let them keep working for free um, and build their portfolio because it's, you know, even if I won't hire them, it, it's it's fine, you know? But then I, f I just kept feeling bad because I know that there was this assumption, but it was never said out loud. And then, you know, so I just need to learn better how to be a clear and ethical and straightforward and empathetic communicator and leader in business, you know, and I don't mean to say leader in any type of way. I just mean le leader as in like somebody who's, it's my company. If I hire people, then I'm hiring people. It's on me, you know, to kind of uh, be clear in the terms of that and the, mm, I don't know, in the assumptions and everything. So I just needed to, I needed a break because I couldn't risk. That's something that I cannot, that's the only thing, honestly, that I can't risk is I'm not saying hurt feelings. Hurt feelings are fine, but just like, you know, you know, that's not, I feel like that's clearly not right. And if I had just kept going and just like been like, oh, whoops, well, everybody makes mistakes. Like I, that's, a, that wouldn't have been good enough. You know, I think if it was like, oh, I fucked up a little bit, um, I lost some money, yeah, I'm mad about it, or like, oh, I, you know, like, there's all these sunk costs, like, yeah, I'll be kind of pissed, and like, the, the angriness will be real, because, you know, like, I don't know if anybody saw my last podcast, but I was angry about losing $150, and it was very real anger, like, I'm laughing about it now, but when you're in it, you're in it, right, and, uh, 
but that's something I can let go. And I don't think I could let go of like mistreating people, <laughs> you know, um, when it's preventable and it is preventable because I just need to slow down and, and, and do a little bit of, um, learning on, on business ethics. And then from there we can move forward and, um, whatever. But anyway, I've been just kind of, um, spending, more time. I mean, I have been spending a little bit more time at the pharmacy because it's flu season. So I'm a pharmacy technician part-time and um, CVS. And it's been interesting be working as a pharmacy technician at CVS. Like you're working for such a large company and they're like, I don't know, it's just weird, you know, and I'm learning a lot about big business and it's just weird. It's interesting. I like it. I really, really do like the two pharmacists that I work with. They're amazing. And, um, you know, I've never had an Asian American boss before. I've had women bosses. I think, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm comfortable. You know, like that's I have had women bosses, but I've never had an Asian American woman boss, and it's very interesting and 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 great because um, I always feel like there's this kind of thing where I don't every job I've had before this people be like oh you're so quiet or you know and this one I feel like it's kind of the opposite where I'm kind of um the slightly more outspoken one or um whatever I don't know I guess the I'm just more comfortable because like you know these ladies that I work with they grew up with Asian parents as well and so yeah like I don't know how to explain it it's just that there's that common ground and it like it's easier to move with them for whatever reason and so I like working there and it's like I find them inspiring I'm not gonna lie like I do find them inspiring and I like working there because um, I'm just learning a lot and um, I like working with people and there's always like funny stories and yeah I wouldn't want to be working in a restaurant right now either to be honest I feel like you would think a pharmacy is a little bit more high risk but I actually feel more protected I'm like there's a glass barrier or a well it's a plastic clear barrier between me and the patients and then I'm always wearing gloves always sanitizing everything like for real and uh, a lot of people are getting their stuff delivered actually their prescriptions delivered and I'm working with people on the phone I just like problem solving working with companies and I feel like um it tests me a little bit, but in a good way, not too much. Because if anything happens, I'm like, I'm not paid enough to really worry about this shit. So I can kind of fall back, but um, I push myself just a little bit so that I um, I feel like I'm learning something. You know, I feel like I'm learning to work a little bit more hands-on. I feel like um, growing up, I've always been the kind of person to read about things and to like, you know, explore things. So I always understand things better on an emotional level, but on the hands-on physical like level where I have to like gauge um, I don't know, you know, just like working with things like hands on or in like real life, like tangible shit. Like I'm not as quick with that. And pharmacy is helping me actually a lot be more, uh, quick and adept. Um, yeah. And just communication skills too, a little bit. But I was already kind of working on, a, on that as a hostess, you know communication skills 
it's kind of funny. I kind of feel a little bit ridiculous, like drawing and pulling so much from these experiences that are really quite common and not very prestigious at all, like working at a supremacy tech, when, you know, but I really think it's about what you get out of things that you do, you know, like people go through a ton of experiences and there's a lot of people who have done a lot, but they don't have much to say or much to show for it. And um, I don't want to be one of those people. I'd rather be somebody who, you know, on paper hasn't done a lot, but then shows up and has actually extracted a lot from her experiences. Um, Yeah, that's just me. That's just my life. And I'm not really interested in doing everything at a zip speed and then missing the roses, you know? Uh. But there's a time limit. I'm not allowing myself forever. I always give myself, you know, I can tell when things have been lagging for a little bit, like this year. Um, I Would I say I could have done more in the business? Maybe. Maybe, actually, yes. But um, it is what it is, you know, and I kind of didn't want to uh, – I wanted to always keep going. I mean, I guess what I mean is um, there have been periods where I've done very little and um, – I wish that I would have just done a little bit. I mean, it's like the difference between a zero for an assignment and then failing at 50% for an assignment. Even if you do a shitty job, you're going to probably get at least 50%. And that's way better than a zero. You know, like 50 compared to 100 is not great, but zero compared to 50 is worse, if that makes sense. So... I think that's probably, you know, and I get, I I started the business after my birthday last year, but I kind of, it was around the same time as my birthday. So my birthday's coming back up again. So I'm kind of like, okay, after my birthday, it's going to be go time. But um, I'm kind of allowing myself this time to to be in my head about the business because I think that's necessary. Um, So yeah. Smiles. Um, school's been good. I have, you know, the classes that I'm taking is not, it's not, it's not totally unrelated. I did try to pick electives that would serve me well in business. Um, because I'm not getting a business degree and I'm not taking business classes and I don't want to take business classes, but I do think that, you know, in the framework of my public health education, there is a lot of flexibility and I do have a lot of elective credits that I need to use. And so um, this term, I'm taking one epidemiology class. That's a public health class. And it's very interesting right now, a great time to be studying public health. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I mean, fun, like, you know, because I'm in public health, it just feels like a weird time to be in public health. Like it's, you know, not that, (laughs) not that I'm over here being like, COVID is great. We love COVID. (laughs) But um, it's kind of cool. And other two classes I'm taking are more for the business. It's, um, like a engineering economics class and which I didn't know is an engineering economics class. Cause the, t- the name of the class is private and public investing. So I was like, okay, that sounds like something that would help me with the company. And it's, it's actually been helpful. It's like, um, a lot of basic accounting and then some just like uh, economic calculations for like 
businessy stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, oh, um, like reading, dissecting, like um, dissecting the annual reports for companies and stuff like that, you know? Like I'm doing Starbucks, like I'm in a group and every group, like everybody split up into groups in this class and then you basically dissect a company's annual report for the year and that's your group work. And then um, in the lectures, it's like accounting stuff and economics, company economics. and Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting and I feel like it's relevant, right, to um, business. And then another class I'm taking is just private investing and that one's more on the individual level, investing, like, you know, managing portfolio, stuff like that. Um, so they're both intro classes, but, you know, I feel like I'm learning a lot more. And that was one of the things where when I was like doing basically, basically for a couple months, what I was doing is just a test run of a company. I got everything started as fast as I can. I like whipped together a website. I whipped together, you know, a little production situation, like production steps. I whipped together a group of customers that were my friends and family and I just kind of did it for a little bit and then I I was also doing this um business like like small business entrepreneur like fundraising but also just classes like educational stuff um offered by Oregon Entrepreneur Network and that helps me a lot I have notes on that too and I learned a lot there. I learned a lot about the culture. I learned a lot about, you know, investments. And I don't honestly, I don't want to really take outside investments at this point. I don't know if I will in the future, but outside investments right now, I'm not really interested in it. Um, because honestly, I just like the idea of owning your whole company. Like Sarah Blakely of Spanx, she is a billionaire only because, and, and it's real. Like she's a billionaire. She's really a billionaire because um, she owns Spanx, you know, she owns the whole company. Other people are out here and they're like, they have this net asset number that's really impressive, but it's like, I don't think it's just how much you have. It's like how tight you can hold on to it too, right? Um, and investing, if you take on investors for your company, you're definitely like loosening some of your control and your grip. And so it could be taken easier from you. And I don't really want that. Um, so I whipped everything together. And then I just like there were obvious flaws and obvious things to work on. And so some time was spent getting over the fact that I'm not perfect. And that like um, I would, didn't just figure everything out instantly. And so, so there was some time dedicated to just sulking. Um, and then there's some time realizing, okay, I need to strategically, I need to do this, this, and this, and this. And then now I'm kind of doing it, but in a tilted kind of way, slanted way, which is how I always do things. And I always have to remind myself that, that like, just because I'm doing it differently doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong because that's how I always do things. And even when I'm successful, the it's a result of me working through things in a very, um, curly cue way, um, 